This is the Gary V Audio Experience. So Gary, I think with that in mind, we, we all listen to your, your, your speaking event today, and we talk about brands in the metaverse. What, what brands in Web3, NFTs, blockchain, do you think are leading space? And what do you think they're doing well by comparison to all the other people that are jumping in that might not be doing it as well? I think Budweiser is leading the space. I really do. I think. And I think that this, again, these are non-debatable debates. Lacoste is leading the space because of what just happened this week. The math is, again, this is gonna be really fun because it's no longer pontification, trying, there's nothing to figure out. The, the math is going to be transparent to everybody. When uh, Pepsi is doing a good job in the space and it's really fun meetings that we have with them because we can see exactly how Coke is doing. I can tell you everything about Coors and Miller and everybody else on what they do in Web3. Everything that's done on the blockchain is transparent for everyone. How much the sales are, how many secondary sales are. Like, it's just a phenomenon. What I said, again, because I know a lot of you were there, the number one thing I want to leave this conversation with when I leave now is making sure at this caliber of executive that all of you, honestly, for yourself, let alone as a professional for this organization, does real homework on the consumer blockchain. Like 20 hours of reading, not an article or two, and not articles written in the advertising world. Like go read real tech information on this. Um, so I, I think the, you know, what I was really proud of on the work we did with Budweiser is it wasn't just that we did millions of dollars in sales in those NFTs, it's that we also did it with emerging hip hop artists and created relevance for a certain segmentation. When you look at Fresco Trey, who's on his way right now of becoming a real hip hop star, and he's still wearing his Budweiser hat randomly because he was part of the campaign and, he, and it was authentic to him, that stuff adds up. So it wasn't just the fact that there was revenue creation on the NFTs, because even at 10 million bucks, that's still a very tiny number for an organization at this size. It's pretty interesting margin against that kind of number and it's a hell of a lot more than zero and it shows you the preview where this is going. But what, what I'm excited about is that we were able to penetrate a little more relevance in hip hop and why I pushed for that is the campaign we did with the Tall Boys down in Atlanta as a creative agency showed us that we were driving sales because a big boy and, and that's the whole point of all this. For all of you that are gonna go and do more NFT projects and when Oppie and I jam and you and like, what I'm always looking at, we've interacted with some of you on Zoom with those early ideas. What's really fun about thinking about your campaigns is you can win on both. This, the, the profound promise of Web3 is marketing as a profit center. Which is just bananas if you think about it. You know, I don't know if anybody from finance is in the building, but she or he gets pumped when that gets brought up, right? And, that, and that's really, really something that we need to work through as a group of like where the opportunity in that is. Because when you're selling digital assets, gaining relevance and consideration, but also making margin, and then have a smart contract that sits on the blockchain in perpetuity that gives you a royalty every time one of those assets is sold, that becomes phenomenal and then when you start to overlay that on your World Cup campaigns, Super Bowl, concerts, and then you start thinking about 
the money you threw in the trash when you gave Post Malone and others money, right? Like you're gonna be able to turn those deals that have been historically challenging because those celebrities are not your friends. And so you're gonna be able to turn a lot of those costs when you're paying too much money for league rights to put it on your can or when you're paying a rock star to give you relevance. When we start negotiating Web3 dynamics into those contracts, you're gonna be able to extract some revenue over time, which is gonna be meaningful for the PL. Cash, what's something that you think we should be doing that we're not in this space? Education more. I, th- like when I, like, that's the only thing. The only thing I can even begin to think, because this is a timing thing. Web3 consumer NFTs right now is definitely social media 2007. And all of you have lived 2007 to today, and I think we can all agree it was a gradual growth of its importance. That's what naturally happens. So I'm not you know, pants on fire that we have to do something so bad, but when I look at this crew, and I've been with this organization for a long time, and I've watched a lot from afar, and I know that a lot of people here are the future full-time decision makers of this organization. To me, the quicker people really actually know what's going on, it sets them up for 2026, 2029, when it is really that watershed moment where a decision one or two of you make can really be a massive impact on the organization. So I would say real education, and one of the ways to do that is, you know, is like, and I think I said on stage, like you can't read about working out. You actually have to work out to get the effects. Reading about Web3 is interesting, confusing, like until you actually get a MetaMask and buy Ethereum, like you, it's just too far-fetched for you to make the connection points. I know this because it was 24 months ago when I was sitting on my floor just watching unlimited YouTube videos titled, What is an NFT? Like, you know, and to get from there to where I am now was just ungodly amounts of hours of both education and execution. I think that's what we need here. So, in terms of education, a lot of people ask me and they say, hey, what's our metaverse strategy? What is the metaverse? What do you think, how how does that relate to you? What do you think we should be doing? And also, where is it today? The metaverse, a lot of people interpret differently. You know, Avery and I talk about this a lot. She knows where I sit on this. If you talk about the metaverse, as in VR, like that, we're far away, in my opinion. And so I'm very scared about my friends investing in land, in digital land, and you know, brands are spending a million dollars on a metaverse execution that has six people show up for it. Like, that's not fun. You know, I, I understand maybe some B2B executions to be a parallel to your World Cup. I can start wrapping my head around why you might do some of that kind of stuff. But B2C, the metaverse, if we're talking VR, is still a little ways away. Three, six, nine years away from having millions of people buying and aware of it. Um, So for me, I'm trying to make sure that we, the clients answer why. Why do you want to build in a virtual land? Almost all of it is that they want a headline, which I always think is a bad idea. And so we have those conversations, but then there's the thing that Avery and I spend a lot of time talking about, which is this concept we talk about called Web 2.5, right? So this is kind of just a term we're throwing around. So for example, challenging for beer, but we believe in Roblox executions at scale because of how much attention there is. 
Not sure we can slide that one past the goalie based on what we sell here, but when you start thinking about what's actually happening in some of those gaming environments and things of that nature, but as far as the metaverse, I think what meta, the old Facebook Inc. is doing is probably the most advanced stuff because Oculus is the most consumer-centric product. So again, back on education, back on how serious are you sitting here thinking about this, the space to watch there, in my opinion, is what Oculus and Facebook Inc. are doing um, because I think that will have the fastest consumer adoption. My prediction for Metaverse is that it ends up being like mobile. It's gonna be a hardware play, not a software play. If you think about it, you're gonna have to go through a VR lens, right? So I think Facebook, if you think back to how long ago Facebook bought Oculus, I don't know this for fact, my intuition following that company for a long time is they conceded that they lost the mobile war, right? That they were just too far behind Samsung and Apple. And my intuition is they're like, fuck it, let's take a 20 year view on this. And if Oculus, because Oculus absolutely, and this is an important statement if you're thinking about metaverse, in a 15 year window, which is not practical to our short term PL, I'm empathetic, but I want to put it out there. Oculus is the thing that exists in the world that has the chance to do to the mobile device what the mobile device did to the desktop computer.